0: this is going to be a fun one we also do accept questions and I assume they're going to be quite a few on this one I'm going to talk quickly as I can and again <clears throat> clearing my throat constantly as is my want um, who, who told you about the multiverse <clears throat> those of you that never heard of it it's a big deal um, there are physicists especially that deal with quantum physics that believe that every possible universe exist right now so there's a universe in which everything is exactly the same as this one except i'm wearing a slightly different patterned shirt and then there's another one where i'm wearing another shirt and there's another one where i'm a unicorn or whatever every single little change in detail and here we're talking about numbers that have you know 90 and 100 and Uh, 1500 zeros after them just to try to get the idea of how many universes and really the multiverse would say it's infinite there's not a number for it because universes are still being birthed every time there is a variant now why do they do this well there are two reasons let's do the cheap and easy one first all right one of the reasons is that they like to be able to use that to explain how this Earth seems to be made just perfectly for human life, and for you and I to be able to communicate and to live as God made us. And they'll say, "No, no, it wasn't God. When you have a, an infinite number of universes, one of them is just going to happen to be very well suited for human life and for uh, a man named Jesus to to teach us and." They, they explain things away that way saying well it had to happen sometime you know the old illustration was that eventually uh, if you had enough monkeys battering around on enough uh, typewriters that eventually one of them would produce the works of Shakespeare now mathematically that runs into some real problems but that's the idea behind the multiverse now there's another reason they have it which is a very legitimate reason and that is this classical physics the physics you learned in school about levers and fulcrums and that sort of and speed velocities and inertia that sort of thing works brilliant it is amazing and we rely upon it every single day and in science it is is considered the the um, traffic laws of the universe these cannot be broken uh, and if you try you end up breaking yourself rather than these laws It's rather like in the Superman movie when Lois falls out of a helicopter or a plane or something, and she reaches terminal velocity, well-named for what's about to happen to her if she hits the ground, and Superman swoops in and just a few feet above the ground catches her and flies off. And everybody who's had more than junior or senior high school physics looks and goes, she would have broken into a hundred pieces. She would have become a boneless chicken because the velocity, You see, that kind of physics. We know that kind of physics. But when things get really, really, really big or really, really, really small, the rules of classical physics don't work anymore. And so quantum physics is applied there and the rules of quantum physics work very, very well. They disagree with each other on a couple of points, but most physicists are quite comfortable with that because they realize, we're gonna just keep working. You know, Why do we have this much gravity? Where is the missing mass? You know, Dark matter, dark energy, that sort of thing. So with all of that said, how does that apply to you and to a Monday morning for goodness sake? I hope you've had your coffee. Um, I don't drink coffee. I never could stand the taste of it. And so by the time I make it where I can drink it, it's a Snickers bar. So um, bless you, those of you who can be blessed by the caffeine at, at this time. You ready? Maybe some of you uh, have worried about the multiverse because you're thinking, well, that that would remove God. It would ex- we have zero proof that there is a multiverse. Zero. We just use it as a way to solve some problems in physics. That's it. Now, there are some really amazing, complicated experiments going on right now to try to see if there, any way we could prove it in in a multiverse. But we haven't, it's not anywhere near that, all right? So, you know, let not your heart be troubled. Maybe some of you have heard about Schrodinger and his cat. And you, most people who tell the story completely misunderstand the story. This is a story of collapsing of possibilities, all right? In a box, there is a cat. Is the cat alive or is the cat dead? If the box is closed, both of those possibilities make sense. They exist. Those possibilities are in the universe. And from each of those possibilities, grow branches. If there is a cat, do you like a cat or do you not like a cat? This is someone like choose your own adventure. If you like the cat, do you like this cat? Do you, do you want to take a cat home? Would you like to take this cat? And just endless possibilities out there. If there is no cat, then there are other. All of this branch collapses. But if the cat is dead, will we bury the cat? Will we close the box and leave it to somebody else? Will we, you you get the idea, other possibilities. And so all of these possibilities are there. we open the box and we look and one side or the other collapses. All right, we can even go further. Uh, we are looking, we are assuming the possibility that we can open the box. What? With what will you open it? Box cutter? Fingernails? You, you get the idea? This huge, many-branched possibilities out there. And it might not be a cat in there at all, in which case, other possibilities. Come, do you want to reuse the box? Do you want to recycle the box? You get the point, right? It's important that you understand all of these are possibilities. Think of it this way. If you ever buy a lottery ticket, and I know, I know, you're you're too smart in math and you're Christian, but lottery tickets can be fun, I'm sure, as long as you don't spend what you don't have as extra. You know, you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against you on this one. People vote. There's a lottery for you. But if you were to buy a lottery ticket, why do people buy lottery tickets? Because the math is completely against this. I was in a shop today where the man in front of me was um, buying, I would say, 10 different scratch-off tickets, but he would walk along and there were 60 plus of these things and he'd pick one here and one there. By the way, if you're gonna do scratch-off, the math would say buy all of the same kind because you have more of a chance, but I wasn't gonna correct him on his math. Why do people buy them? Because the fun in their head before the box is opened. The drawings made or however they do that. Because if you're carrying around a um, a lottery ticket and the lottery won't be pulled for the next day or two, the possibilities. Well what if I win fifty thousand? What would I do with that? And all these branches. Well if I won fifty million, what would I do with that? And all of these branches. People buy them for the fun of imagination. And if on the day they don't win, and they, most of them don't get angry and think, well, I wasted my $2 or my $5 or whatever. You know, if you're, if you're you know, $100, you've got issues. You've got serious problems, and you need to take a math course too. But if you're just, you know, a little possibility, it's kind of like buying a ticket for a movie. Have you ever bought a ticket for a movie? Let's say it was $10, $12, whatever it was, and you went to see the movie, and you didn't like the movie. When you bought the ticket, you had all kinds of possibilities in your head. And you go, oh boy, this is gonna be good, right? And you get in there, eh, you didn't win this time. Did you waste your money? There are people who say you you did. I'll just say, you know something, didn't turn out the way you wanted. But there for a while, you had hope, possibilities, ideas. In fact, they were so good that the ideas and story in your head were better than the one on the screen. And that's kind of cool so don't beat yourself up over it got that because that's important about what we're going to talk about next there are people who are strict calvinists i don't want to paint all calvinists this way calvinist and reform theology says that god has predestined every single thing in the universe um, rc uh famously said if there's one atom in the universe which is not under his direct control then all is chaos and we can't rely upon anything, which scientifically, and I would even say theologically, was not a smart thing to say at all. Think about it. If you believe that God determined before anything happened, before he even created the universe, everything which is going to happen with everything, then God is responsible for every murder, every rape, every robbery, every fire, every tsunami. He is responsible for oil spills. He's responsible for children with cancer. You really want to go there? I would submit it's not smart to blame God for these things by saying, well, God has this plan. Well, I'm sorry, but if a drunk driver hops on a sidewalk and mows down an eight-year-old girl, that's not part of God's plan. And don't say, well, God must have needed another angel. He's God, he can make angels. He doesn't need to kill an eight year old girl to get one. So what's going on here? Those of you that are not afraid to get into a meaty book, which by meaty, I don't mean difficult to understand. I mean very thorough and it looks big, but very readable, very readable. Get Greg Boyd's uh, Boyd's book, B-O-Y-D, Gregory Boyd's book, God at War, and he will lay out the scripture for all of what I'm about to tell you, all right? I don't believe in a multiverse to the point where we are right now. But I believe that from this second on, and now this second on, and now this second on, there are quintillions, and that's not as... There are infinite numbers of universes. I want you to think of it as a stick. That's our timeline, right? But above the stick is an impenetrable forest of vines and branches. But every time any of us make a decision, that closes. Some possibilities shut. Some open up to us. Some things God declares he is going to do. And or he declares he's going to make happen on the planet. There will be born at this time in this place of a virgin. This king named Cyrus is going to do this. God can declare and he does declare certain things. But there's a whole lot in this universe he did not declare. And he is working with us. Come let us reason together. Let's walk together. He talks to Moses and he said let's try this. But if that doesn't work, we'll try this. But if that doesn't work, we'll try this. That doesn't sound like God has collapsed all possibilities. In the book of Jeremiah, he says more than once what the people did, that never even entered into his mind. Now that may shake you up a bit and I might get some more emails to Patrick at rcfarber.com but I'm not doing this to generate emails. I'm doing this to help relieve you of a couple of things. You don't have to find a plan in every dark and dirty thing that happens on the planet because God doesn't have a plan in that and He didn't want it to happen. He gave us freedom and we messed it up. That's what happened. And sometimes people who have absolutely disregarded Almighty God will do something stupid that takes our life or the lives of those we love or ruins our lives, fires somebody, gossips about somebody, Um, gets drunk and hits somebody and it'll, it'll alter our life forever and it wasn't us and it wasn't God's plan but where you are right now God has an infinite number of things he can do with you where you are and with what you've got right now and your decisions decide which possibilities collapse and which ones continue So is there a multiverse? Yeah, but not yet. It is always in the future and it is determined by the way we behave and respond to the call of God. So you're you're not trapped between Calvinism or chaos. There's a lot of room in between there. And where exactly all of those lines fall is something God did not tell us and science cannot find out. And so we do this very strange thing called walking by faith, trusting that God is good, but knowing that we are not alone in the universe and not everything out there likes us. So we've chosen our God, our families. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is our story. We're gonna walk this way. And that collapses all of these other branches. There's so much more I could say about this. When I'm married, Cammie, that collapsed all the other possibilities. Just pretend I had other options, okay? It collapses all of those other possibilities. And because I'm married, every day certain possibilities collapse because it's I've got another person in my life that I'm covenanted to. And that restricts me from this, that or the other. And if something happens, it's rather like I had a planned trip to Texas to visit members of our safe harbor church and to do a slingshot rally my mother fell and shattered her kneecap collapsed all of those possibilities into one be there for your mother you got that so live in hope and live with all the possibilities but understand that what you choose matters because when you choose you are not choosing the other and those go away not a bad thing but it's a thing we need to keep in mind God bless. I hope you have a great week.